What's up, everybody? Welcome to Biblical Brainstorm, the Seth and Chandler podcast. We are coming to you live from Jacksonville, Florida, but not only Jacksonville, from Dallas, Texas. So, we got a little bit of uh, a wide-ranging, some national connections going on. So, of course, you can see probably on the screen, but for those of you listening, I'm Seth. This is my man, Chandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you got the radio voice, so that's why I have you, you do the intro, so... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So, well, this is this is the Biblical Brainstorm podcast, the Seth and Chandler podcast. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we came together a couple months ago. We decided let's, uh, let's do a podcast. Let's uh, put the content out there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you want to start with that, kind of like how our intro, like yeah. the inspiration, because that was pretty much your idea. Yeah, I guess it kind of was. So... Um, I know we're trying to uh, let's see work out the kinks. This is our first episode, so I'll go ahead and throw that disclaimer out. Uh, if oh, there's yeah, any issues, is, our apologies. <laughs> yeah, this is our first time streaming to Facebook as well, so yeah, um, so yeah, we'll have some things. Uh, to so yeah, we'll out, keep uh, we'll keep working on it, yeah. but um. Anyways, well, so this podcast, this will be see. more intro. Um, this will be probably the least content-heavy episode that we have. Um, but we'll still got some exciting things that we're going to go through. We're going to kind of like vision cast. Um, and we're also just going to talk about like St. Patrick's Day. And that's why I'm wearing green. Is that the guy you green? Yeah, kind of green. Army green, sort of. <laughs> so I hear some. But still green at least. Gotcha. Um, do you hear me through uh, the stream, the computer? Are you able yeah. to mute? Okay. Yeah, I can hear I you. Think, I think the echo is coming through. Some somebody texted me that we're okay. It's coming through. So, all right. Can you still hear me? Yep, I still hear you. All right. All right. So I had. Uh, some people, uh, some of our people that are monitoring for us were saying that we didn't have any audio on YouTube, but they said we are good to go now, so we got that fixed, thankfully. Um, awesome. We're working it out. Next week, you know, it'll be a little bit better next week, and then the week after, you know, but at some point, we'll be pros. <laughs> okay, yeah, they said it was better, yeah. too. All right. Yeah, this is going to be the working out the kinks episode. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. It's still going to be good. Yeah, yeah, this will be the first um, episode will be on YouTube and Facebook um, and also Spotify. And then as things go through, it'll probably be on Apple Podcasts and stuff like that. Right. So if you guys want to follow us on any of those platforms, um, you know, feel free. Obviously, the Spotify and the uh, podcast platforms will just be auditory. But then, of course, if you're following us on Facebook and YouTube, it'll be... um, you get the visual aspect as well and i'll share a screen and stuff sometimes but yeah right good stuff yeah i'm still hearing a little bit of echo do you guys let me see let me do you hear any echo from yours yeah i'm not getting any echo on mine um i think what it probably is is my the computer monitor to where I'm hearing you is probably my microphone's probably picking that up. So let me adjust this a little bit. All right. 
Let me okay. know if there's any more issues. Alright. It says it's good now. Alright, cool. Is it good? Okay. Yeah. Alright, well, well, let's dive into some content. So, um... Yeah, so... We're going to start with... Kick... Kind of like we're going to start with introductions, or... Uh, yeah, what yeah, say? for sure. So, okay. I mean, uh, you can kind of start with, uh, you know, what your inspiration was, and then... Uh, yeah. You know, kind of how we build off that, so... Sounds good. So... Kind of going a little bit back further beyond um, to give some backstory on as to how we got to the podcast. So me and Chandler are, I don't know if you could say we're official SEU alumni, but at one point (laughs) we attended SEU. For for one year. Right, yeah. For all you peeps out there. So in, yeah, shout out to SEU. If any of you guys listening, uh, we love SEU. So. Back in, I think it was spring of 2015, I went on a recruiting trip to play football for Southeastern. We went to the Red versus Black spring scrimmage, and uh, I was there with a couple guys from my high school. Uh, my high school quarterback also attended Southeastern, and he played. Um, I played offensive line. Yeah, Jacob Carter, the man. And uh, so we were there, and while we were there hanging out and everything, I got to meet Chandler and hang out with a couple of the other people there, and... Um, so while we were just, you know, hanging out, watching the game on the sideline and everything, got talking, became friends. And then, of course, we come back in August for training camp. And, um, you know, as we, you know, go through camp and have our near-death experiences and everything and really testing our limits, <laughs> we uh, became friends. And, uh, you know, we kind of went through camp and everything, went through the season. And just, you know, as we were hanging out more and more, uh, we just became closer friends and um i know we would go to chapels together you know there'd be times where you know you'd save me the seat i'd save you the seat but you know morning chapels whether it was tuesday or thursday uh, they had the different chapels throughout the week but we'd go to church together go to chapel together anytime that we talked we'd always do what i said yeah the whole group right yeah and then we would you know hang out uh, just whenever we had the chance, uh, one of our favorite pastimes was going to Applebee's and, uh, you know, praying for right our waitress. <laughs> seemed to be a tradition. Right, yeah. It's kind of, Applebee's kind of turned into our thing, but... Um, I don't know why it's only Applebee's, but it's just, you know. For some reason, it just happened to be Applebee's. I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, we yeah. got going. Uh, we would hang out and everything. And then after our freshman years, we both kind of split up. And um, Chandler went back to Gainesville, and you—that's when you started going to Santa Fe, right? I actually, so I applied, and then um, there was all this transfer stuff. It, it was weird, and then I ended up transferring to side you where I am now. So, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you went to Almost. you went to Santa Fe. What's that? So back back home though, but I ended up going to side you online. So gotcha. Okay. So you ended up going there, and then um, after my freshman year at Southeastern, I went to Lee University. So that's in Cleveland, Tennessee. So obviously, we're not in the same college or anything anymore. But in spite of us not being, you know, physically in the same area, uh, we did still stay friends and still stayed connected. And you know, we went through a lot of a lot of stuff in those couple years after Southeastern, and uh, sure. we may or may not get into that, but. You know, a lot of a lot of transitions, a lot of um, deep conversations that were had about life, and uh, you know, Chandler was always a kind of a spiritual guide for me. He was someone I always looked to for spiritual that. advice, <laughs> and 
you know, he's always really sound, uh, dude, you know, uh, kind of the one way I put it was if I wanted to, if I wanted to hear no, I would tell him because it was, or I'd ask him about something because he always gave me the grounded answer. He didn't just say yes because I wanted to do something. So if he did say yes, it was a big deal. So that's a good thing. But, <laughs> but you know, there were sometimes I wanted to do something. I was thinking about it, and he's like, "No, I don't think that's a good idea. I think you should do this, or I think you should do that." And I was like, "Well, he always turned out to be right for the most part." <laughs> so, I appreciate that. And some buddies, but, you guys that are joining in now. So this is biblical brainstorm. This is the Southern Chandler podcast. Right now, we're just kind of doing some intro stuff. Like I said, this week's episode is going to be less content heavy. Um, we're going to get into a lot of deep stuff though, like through the Bible, you know, history, theology, oh, philosophy, yeah. just science, all this stuff. Um, but this one, you know, we'll cover some Exodus three stuff today, St. Patrick's day, stuff like that, but it's mostly going to be vision casting intro. Oh yeah. So I know, I know some people, you know, are on your side of things, uh, like connected with you. And then I know there's people that are connected with me that may not know you. So this is good. Like just kind of introduction. So, yeah. So that's, that's kind of how, I guess you talked about how we met a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, we, we you know, we just kind of, uh, as the years progressed, just became closer and closer. Um, I ended up being, uh, which was great honor for me, but ended up being best man at you and Susie's wedding, uh, which yeah. was awesome. Got to throw the bachelor party. You know, we got to do the whole wedding deal and it was a hectic wedding, but we got through it. And, uh, no, you guys are great. Uh, I think Susie's awesome and you guys are definitely marriage goals. So if that's yeah. a thing, anymore, yeah, I agree. But... <laughs> uh, so that are connected with, but yeah, so we went, so we've been through a lot, uh, together and done a lot of stuff together. So just as kind of a backstory there is just as far as me and Chandler. But one thing we always kind of had in common was anytime we hung out, got talking, um, same thing with Chandler's brother, uh, Steven, uh, Anytime that we got hanging out and talking, we always ended up, whether we wanted to or not, talking about theology and biblical things and things of that nature. So, you know, we just always, we would talk for hours. Like, it would just, not even trying to, like, we'd start talking about something totally random, whether it be sports or our job or whatever. And then by the end of the conversation, a couple hours later, it would end up be being theology. So, yeah. So fast forward to November last year, which last year was a crazy year, but still got to do a lot of cool things. One of the highlights for sure was Chandler, you had just moved to um, Sagu in Waxahachie right outside of Dallas, Texas. Yeah, I've been in Texas about nine months. So Nice. So you had just moved there, and unfortunately, you're a Steelers fan. So... That's the one. That's the one rift we have, and obviously, gear at some point. yeah. <laughs> and obviously, I'm not a Steelers fan. I'm the Dallas fan, and I'm here in Florida somehow. So, <laughs> so, but with him being a Steelers fan, um, out here. eventually, maybe you can, yeah, make your way to the promised land. Maybe one day, <laughs> I can make my pilgrimage back to Dallas. Yeah. But they, uh. But yeah, with you being a Steelers fan, me being a Cowboys fan, they don't play each other often, but they are a very storied historical rivalry. And that year, last year, they happened to be playing each other. And not just playing each other, but they were in Dallas. And they only play each other every couple of years, and they go back and forth between whose stadium they go to. So it was kind of like a perfect lining of events that they ended up playing each other in Dallas that year. So 
uh, of course, we you know found tickets, secured tickets, and it was only was it one or two rows from like the absolute top, but yeah. you know. <laughs> We we were still there, and that's that's good. And Jerry World, you know, you've AT and T Stadium. Anywhere you sit is a good view. So you got that big old jumbotron. But just in general, that place was insane. So we got tickets for that. So the day before, I fly out uh, to Dallas to hang out, and we went to a really good barbecue place. Uh, Heart Eight was that the name of it? Heart Eight. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody in the Dallas area, you need to go. Oh there. yeah. That's that's the Texas experience right there. Yeah, that was that was some good stuff. I'm looking forward to going back there. But so yeah, we go. Um, he picks me up from the airport. I hadn't eaten all day because I was waiting to eat for some waiting to eat uh, some of that good old Texas barbecue. So I was ready to go. So we go, we eat and everything. In process of conversation, uh, Chandler and I, Chandler and I, you know, like I said before, not really talking about theology or anything. But at some point, we got on track on theology. <laughs> And we got going, we got going, and we were talking about um, Genesis 6 and the sons of God and uh, the giants. There were giants on the earth in those days, that whole thing. And we were just talking about it casually, and we just kind of hashed that out. And we were like, yeah, this is what happened. This is what it is. This is what some people say, what they don't say. You know, that's pretty cool. This is what I think is what you think. All right, next topic. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, just another thing for us, but something we like talking about. And uh, within the process of our conversation a little bit later on, a friend of mine sends me a Snapchat video of some friends he was with, and they were arguing everything we just talked about, but they didn't know what to make of it, and they couldn't come up with a solution or anything. So They were kind of like, you know, yeah. they just didn't know what we were... But they knew what we were talking about, but not like, I guess, the, the details of it. And it's like, how do you guys yeah. do this kind of stuff? They're having a hard time kind of, you know, seeing how everything lined up and what everything was you know talking about and that kind of thing so mm-hmm. it was it was pretty funny at first we were like well we were just you know how funny that they're arguing about this and we were just talking about it and that's the know, podcast kind of, yeah so we got so after we he had sent me that video i got thinking i was like you know what we were just talking about this and we know how to explain everything to them that they were we know how to answer most if not all of the questions they had because it was kind of it wasn't super deep questions they were asking. They were just like, what does this mean kind of thing? And they weren't sure. So be like, you know what? What if we start a podcast and pretty much just record our conversations, if anything? Because, I mean, anytime we have our theological discussions, like they're pretty much not that we know everything, but they're deeper than, you know, most people would talk about casually. <laughs> so we're like, well, what if we get a podcast going and not only talk about what we already know, but it will challenge us to uh, study more, learn more, and not only help other people uh, learn more about the Bible and theology, but in teaching, it will help us learn more. Yeah. So yeah, And just kind of use it as a ministry. Yeah. So building off that, so the whole podcast idea, I've kind of been running, not running away from, but I've heard, a couple people over the years say, Chandler, you should just start a podcast. Uh, and I was like, no, nah, no, nah, you know, that's like kind of a popular level thing that people just kind of try to do. And then, you know, it doesn't last long or whatever. And, you know, it fizzles out uh, or they're trying too hard or whatever. But my goal was when you t- said that, and I was like, well, we already have these conversations. And right. it's like a lot of these people aren't having these conversations whether it's history, theology, biblical stuff, whatever. And so I'm thinking, 
why don't I just put that out there? You know, our, our conversations that, you know, about this stuff, diving deep in whatever, you know, whether it's a specific chapter of the Bible, a verse or a theological concept, whatever. Yeah. Um, and even going back further, like when I've talked about some of this stuff to people, things I found out, you know, whether it's in my master's or like even in my undergrad or just my own study, um, it was like, I've, I've literally, people told me, it's like, you should start a podcast. And if you start a podcast, I'd listen to this stuff. And yeah. again, I've ignored it for at least a few years. And then when you came up with that idea and I was like, you know what, it, at least if it's not just my thing or just like, uh, you know, cause it, I don't want to just be a monologue. You know, if I'm just, I right. start a podcast <laughs> and I'm just like talking to a screen. Right. Um, but with both of us that are already having these conversations, yeah. And it's like, well, why don't we just put that out there? And then even when you came up with the name Biblical Brainstorm, at first I was like, well, what? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's catchy, but like, I don't understand, you know, I yeah. get it. And so even here's the definition of brainstorm. So I looked it up and I was like, okay, uh, it's a spontaneous group discussion to produce ideas and ways of solving problems. Um, and th that's, that's basically what we're trying to do. Yeah. Like, and with the biblical brainstorm idea is we're going through the Bible and that's first, right? That's precedence in our, in our podcast, because in one sense, yeah. it's just a group discussion. It's just us hanging out. But in the other sense, it's also a ministry because we want to be able to bring this out to people. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, well, the problems that we encounter, whether it's like, well, is this historically accurate or what does this theo theological concept mean? Or what is, uh, you know, how do you put, how does this thing fit together? Or people just even understanding things that they don't understand about the Bible. Yeah. I, I can, I guarantee you nine times out of 10 people first start reading the Bible, especially the old Testament. Mm -hmm. And they look at this stuff and it's like, what in the world does that mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, this kind of a problem. Right. And so mm -hmm. our goal with this and this kind of group discussion, this ministry, this podcast is to do exactly that is produce ideas, produce these discussions uh, of ways of solving these problems and yeah. working through. And also we're learning throughout the process. And, you know, I know we're both not scholars by any means, but just from our conversations, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just from our conversations and us just working through and our studies. I mean, you're a theology major, I'm a history major. So coming from both of those kind of angles as well. And I think, you know, I got my minor in theology and you're getting yours in uh, history, right? Yeah, so I'm I mean, still trying to think about it. It's either um, definitely majoring in theology of uh, the two that I'm thinking about for minors is either history or philosophy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've we'll always loved history, but, um, you know, I just read about history in general and just watch stuff about history in general. I get accused of being a boomer or an old man by my brother or my parents because I like to watch World War II in HD or World War II in color on Netflix or I like to watch yeah, uh, stuff on History Channel. And I just went through watching a series uh, on the Greeks on Disney Plus for the National Geographic and stuff like that. So I get accused of being a boomer a little bit because I watch some of the quote unquote boring stuff. But you know, I love history in general. So it's I'm leaning a little bit more towards history, but we're pretty much got the inversion of each other with, like you're saying, you yeah. majored in history, minored in um theology and then me majoring in theology and possibly minoring in history so i know i really enjoyed yeah. the western civ classes that i had took and me and you actually had the same professor at southeastern um oh what was his name uh, kevin johnson yeah kevin johnson he was, that was a good dude 
But yeah, we both had him for Western Civ one. I think you had him for Western Civ two as well, right? No, I think it was one. Yeah, was it just I one? Think it was the same class, just different like semesters that we took it. Gotcha. But yeah, he was great, and uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty funny. But we both have that same, you know, that same area yeah. of expertise kind of thing, like you were saying. Of interest, I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or, yeah, interest, that's probably a better word for it. <laughs> so Hopefully, but th- that's my goal. So even with this podcast right now, like I, I said, even for in our conversations, like if by the end of the year we even have just like 10 people that like listen to us on a semi-consistent or consistent basis, yeah, that's a huge win. Um, because I know I, I even for me, my solution to people telling me I need to put this stuff content out there, like all that I'm learning was, oh, let me just do a Bible study. And I tried to do that last year. Um, yeah, but it was, was good though. Yeah, it, although it was like it was good, but it, it didn't fit like for that time. And also, I was in a transition of like moving. Yeah, and it was hard to get people in. Like for that, it takes a specific level of involvement. Right. But something like this, you could just listen to it, and you don't have to be involved. Um, yeah. Or like whether you join in the participation, live just, maybe. Yeah, the participation. Like you could just live, listen to it after the fact, whenever, and. Uh, or you can participate live if you want to. And speaking of that, I guess short plug, uh, right. <laughs> you can comment. You can comment right now, and we can see your comments through here, whether on Facebook or YouTube. And so we can, yeah, like respond to your comments or two, and uh, you know interact. So you can interact with this live with us if you want to. Um, but my goal, even for this thing, is it's a long-term thing. Oh yeah, you know, both neither of us know all the answers right now for sure. Um, not, not neither of us even know how to really do this podcast thing a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, it's learning know, for all of us. Yeah, it's a big learning process. But my goal is like five years from now. You know, I'll have my master's and hopefully my PhD in this stuff, and then you'll have your like you'll be well into grad school as well. Oh yeah, in, this, in the same stuff, and then hopefully you know, by that time it's like well we have the experience we have the you know, the knowledge and the content area and yeah. we're just spreading that out. So this is a ministry just as much for us as it is to other people because we're learning and we're being able to like have these conversations that we usually have. Yeah. But like now other people can kind of like tune in with us and just like, open. and that was the thing that I thought was really cool was um, not only is this just something we like to do for fun and that we enjoy, but it's also a ministry at the same time because you know, we've grown up in church. We know a lot. Um, I think this is something that we had talked about in one of our previous phone conversations, but uh, we certainly don't know everything. And there's a lot that we don't know, but we know a lot more than most of our peers. So it's like, well, we're still pursuing higher education. Yeah, <laughs> we're still pursuing higher education in this stuff. And on top of just already enjoying it personally. And so this gives us not only the opportunity to just hang out and talk, but to disperse and impart our knowledge to other people and be able to give us an outlet for what we're learning. So, yeah. you know, it's a, it's kind of a win-win for everybody. So, yeah, like I said, you know, this, this is the inauguration episode. Again, this is working out the kinks. I know I have to, yeah. get better. like I have a mic, but I didn't have time to work out all the kinks before this. So next yeah. week I'll have my, We'll just keep getting better. Just keeps getting better. I mean, that's the goal for this. Like my goal for this is just continuous improvement. Um, I think we have the pyro scheduled for week three. (laughs) (laughs) We got someone coming in for that. 
Yeah, yeah, just like pyro smoke machine. Smoke machine. That's what like a lot of right, churches yeah. do now, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll do the pyro for our entrance as we sit down in the chair. You know, it's going off behind yeah. us. <laughs> you know, at St. Patrick's Day, so I should have had like a leprechaun, just like a live. Oh, true. <laughs> a dancing leprechaun yeah, behind us. Yeah, just or even the the cal video countdown. I should have right. done that. Or have you ever seen the? You have You probably haven't seen Spinal Tap, have you? No. Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking for those of you that have seen Spinal Tap, I'm thinking about uh, the Stonehenge segment in the movie. Which, uh, just to give a brief description, it's a, a satire parody movie of '80s rock bands, and oh, okay. so they try to come up with this big grand presentation for their song about Stonehenge and it uh, totally goes awry and it looks terrible and it just they all were super embarrassed about it but it's really funny and it's the one that a lot of people like and they've even played it live and everything because uh, they actually ended up touring and everything after the movie but uh, yeah for those of you that have seen Spinal Tap you know what I'm talking about but maybe we'll have to post a clip, to, clip of that later but it has yeah. to be with Stonehenge and all that kind of stuff so <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but I swapped our screens. Oh, yeah. That's I think cool. this is better because it's the Seth and Chandler podcast. So it just reads oh, like yeah. Seth and Chandler. Plus, I think like that with my, my background here, it kind of works out like the, the logo. right? There. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it fit in between my... Oh, wait. Well, yeah. Fit in between <laughs> there. So, yeah, that works out pretty good. Yeah. It's a good looking logo. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you can see like, my bookcase, my map, my globe my telescope so this is like some good know, stuff good stuff there i see you know you got all you got more books there i think yeah <laughs> yeah i'm in my office at uh my church um here in jacksonville and i've got all of my uh random books and textbooks and volumes and everything i figured that'd be a good background rather than uh trying to do it in my bedroom which i only have a handful of books in that so this looks more studious i guess yeah. well you know how <laughs> so. like you know if a guy or gal knows their stuff in the content area by how many books they have in the back of the right <laughs> i mean you've got a lot of books too it just doesn't look like as much because it's yeah, a little bit further so behind you mine's a little closer so it's it's like the, when you're holding the fish when you go fishing it's like you hold it closer to the camera so it looks a little bigger you oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> true true all right. Well, yeah. an, another big thing in the podcast, too, is, you know, we named it Biblical Brainstorm. And I kind of explained why that is the case that we named it that. Um, but our theme verse is Second Timothy 2.15. Yes. And so I wanted to read that out. And so it's a study to show yourself approved by God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Which translation and, is that, by the way? Because I know some translations read it different and it doesn't sound the same i don't know why that is yeah. but well, some of them say study some of them don't it's yeah, weird a lot of them still have the word so approved and so i actually looked that up i have a i don't know if anybody has logos bible software great software shout out to them and this is part of the faith life study bible and okay. so part of that verse when it says you know approved a worker it's kind of self-explanatory but it says meaning to consider genuine by testing and so it isn't just like Oh, I approve, like, you know, like God's up there in heaven, like, oh, hey, you know, that's good. That's, or not good. You know, I approved your stuff. Right. Uh, you're, you're doing a good job. No, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not necessarily that level, you know, approve. Um, but it's, it's by testing. So it's like you've, you've te it tested this stuff. I'm thinking almost like the scientific method. Yeah. You know, it's like by repeated experimentation, by testing, by, 
um, I don't know, pressure. You know, it's like it reminds me of James where the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Yeah. And so you kind of know that you're an approved worker by being tested, by going deep into this stuff. It's not just a surface level thing. Right. You know, our goal here is to be an approved worker of God um, by rightly handling the word of God, which, of course, the Bible and thus the biblical part of biblical brainstorming what we're doing. And so that's the goal. And it also has a reference here to 1 Corinthians eleven nineteen, which is, let me see here. For indeed it is necessary that there be, oh wait, okay, yeah, that there be factions among you in order that those who are approved may become evident among you. So again, it's going back to the whole idea of James, you know, the testing your faith. So it's like, well, why is there divisions? Um, you know, or like, why does God allow divisions per se? Yeah. You know, obviously, cause that's not the desire. Right. Um, mm. but you're going to face opposition. You're going to find people that disagree with you. Uh, there's going to be divisions, right. In humanity, but the goal is obviously unity, but for you dealing with those divisions and those people that disagree with you is to come out of that being approved, right. Being yeah. tested and, you know, basically being on the right track, right? So producing steadfastness. And so that's that's our goal here. And he's telling this to Timothy too, who's about to get tested, who's about right. to get like just rained down with problems for a new church. Yeah. And I think there's, um, I'm trying to remember, I know, I remember what these verses and everything say. I just have a terrible time remembering where they're at and I have to look them up afterwards, but you may know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But it... Um, it's talking about um, having a defense uh, or being ready to defend your faith at any time, always ready to give a defense. Oh, yeah, and Peter. And yeah, I think it's like a Peter. Second Peter. Yeah, second Peter. Okay, I thought it was uh, one of the those. Big the apologetic first, first, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I did preach a sermon on that, actually. Um, when was that? That was last, that was last, last spring, year. maybe right okay. at the beginning of summer. But... Um, but yeah, I was. I did. I took that verse and kind of. I opened up with a clip from. I guess the TV show was called. Um, uh, what was it called? It had Charlie Sheen's dad in it, and um, he was like he was the president. I can't remember the name of it. Um, it was a TV show from the early two thousands. But he comes out and he's uh, doing some kind of press thing in the show, and there's this lady sitting there that's kind of giving him the stink eye, and she's supposed to be the conservative Christian reporter that doesn't like the president kind of thing. And so he comes up with some issue that they had beef with that she didn't like that he did. And she starts saying, you know, it's it's not that I think it's wrong. It's the Bible says it's wrong. And he's like, oh, you're right. And this chapter, this book and chapter and verse and everything. And he's like, well, what about this? And what about this? And just keeps taking things out of context for like 10 examples. And, um, you know, she just kind of sits there stumped and he's acting like, you know, he's the champion because he knew the Bible better than her kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, this is kind of, this is what Peter is talking about here. You got to be able to give a defense and know that he's taking that things out of context. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's our goal. So, the, I mean, yeah. a big part of this is apologetics as well. Like, it's obviously we're going through like history, theology, philosophy at a lesser degree, and science at a lesser degree. Oh, but, West I mean, Wing. So that was the name of the show, West Wing. Oh, okay. In case anyone was wondering. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. I <laughs> know oh, you're good. So, like, there's a big element of apologetics there because yeah. we are you know, 
going through like a defense for our faith. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. Right. Yeah. It's, um, I guess I've never really, I've always, the way I've always put it or said it when I talk about it is just, I like to study theology and that kind of stuff too, but apologetics is a lot of it as well. And I think that's um, a lot of the motivation behind it is to be able to not sit there speechless in a situation where you need to, you know, elaborate on something or defend what you're thinking, especially nowadays when there's so much information and so much misinformation about the Bible. And it's just one of those things where you have to really, really know what it is that you believe and why you believe it. And, oh, wow. <laughs> Not sure that is. Sorry about that. My bad. Yeah, I'm not sure what that was about. <laughs> Sorry for anybody who heard that like ridiculous. Uh, you know, sound. Like I said, we're working out the kinks this episode, so it's kind of our test launch. Test launch deal. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of going back now. Oh man. Hold up. Have taken them out. <laughs> Does it need to like reconnect or something? I think so. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can okay, hear you. We're good. Perfect. We're good. Got it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just like um, I had to let my wife inside. <laughs> but yeah, just given a just being able to, especially nowadays, be able to not just say you're a Christian, but know what it is that you believe. So it goes back to um, like what Peter was saying, being, being ready to give a defense and not that you have to know everything, but at least, you know, try just with, like I said, with the information that's available now with internet being as everything's such a, it's such a core part of everybody's life nowadays that it's, you know, it's kind of hard to complain about it when it's just, it's just such a uh, a staple in everyone's lives right now, just because of how technology is advanced. But the problem with that is the we're not the problem. The good thing and the bad thing is the easy access of information, and it's just you can learn, and look up anything, good and bad. And yeah. so, people that don't like Christianity or that have issues with it or whatever, they have just as much ability to look up what they want to look up whether it's right or wrong and sometimes they'll know more than you know and so it not only affects you negatively but it just kind of is that's a losing situation when the your opponent knows more than you know yeah. so yeah. which <laughs> so it's important to make sure but, yeah and then like with sec- what it was saying in second timothy was uh mm-hmm. study to show yourself approved like you know, study so you know what you're talking about and know what you believe because it not only benefits you so you know what you're believing and why you're believing it, but you can talk to other people about it. And sometimes you may, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and you may encounter someone that knows a lot, but they just didn't know how to interpret it. And then you might be able to give them some kind of, uh, you know, an awakening, uh, some kind of an enlightening moment. And then it clicks and they're like, oh, wait, maybe this isn't bad. <laughs> yeah. And when you, tr- like, like you said, when you talk to other people about it, and that's the goal, right? We want to share the gospel yeah. to other people. You're going to encounter testing and people that disagree with you and say, well, you know, I don't I think the Bible is accurate about this or that and the other. Right. Yeah. And like, you need to provide a defense for your faith. Right. Or the Bible. Right. 
And so by doing that, by that testing and by even what we're doing is brainstorming, right? We're working yeah. through these issues. We're like diving deeper and, uh, you know, you're going to be tested so that hopefully you become an approved worker. Yeah. Like that's the goal is if there's no testing, if there's no resistance, I mean, then you can't get approved as, you know, this is what uh, Paul is trying to say. Uh, and so it's just like working out. Yeah. I mean, you don't get stronger by lifting small weight that you can always, mm -hmm. you know, that you've always been able to lift. And I did work uh, out today, speaking of oh, that. Yeah. So. yeah, I did not. <laughs> We're working out the intellect and the physical body. Yeah. <laughs> I need it. We should just both get like jacked, right? Like three years ago, three years ago. I mean, three years from now, we just look back at the podcast and it's like, right. man, we were so small. Like, <laughs> it's like we were like, just growing in knowledge and in just muscle. Right. But we can like, be like Jay Cutler and Ronnie Coleman sitting on here talking about theology. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I just hear about that with Jay Cutler. That's funny. Getting real. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but that's uh, that's the goal, right? Is like becoming an approved worker. You're going to like, just like working out, you need to live heavy weights in order to get stronger, right? It's more testing. It's more resistance that is going to yield the most fruit, right? Yeah. So, all right. Well, also remind you guys, you can comment, you can like it. I mean, again, it's a big support. A big thing which just surprised me uh, is like, we already have over a hundred likes on our Facebook page. Which, yeah, you know, I know some people you invite. Okay, we'll just like, but that's still crazy. And the fact that you know, I was going to do a lot of the advertising for this after our first episode. Mm -hmm. One because it's our first episode, and we're just going to work out all the kinks, and it's not going to be like you know top tier of anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but really, just like if I had two, three, four people that really listening and get benefit from this, even the first episode, like with this we're not going into heavy content of anything we're just kind of like yeah. introduction talking about vision casting like talking about stuff but setting still that benefits somebody yeah setting the groundwork um that's still big and like you know anybody that jumps on even just the first episode that's just like gonna benefit yeah you know hopefully us and you and and all of that so the goal yeah. is to really just continue to get better and continuous improvement Oh yeah. Um, especially I'm really excited. So actually I think this is a good segue into like what's upcoming. When, yeah. When you say you want to give me get Yeah, yeah, go for it. So just for we're already like almost booked for like the next year. <laughs> yeah, I know we got we got content upon content. So many just, things to anytime talk we've been having conversations about just what we want to do and just talking about the podcast in general, we just go off on rabbit trails and it's like, well, write that down. That's a podcast episode. Write that down. Yeah, that's another yeah. episode. <laughs> so some of you guys might be interested in some of this. So the, we got some upcoming things. One, the, the next couple episodes is going to kind of surround itself around Easter, obviously right. Jesus death burial. So next week is going to be more on like messianic prophecies, new Testament, like reliability and like just, Kind of like laying the groundwork of the gospels and the life of Jesus and his yeah. fulfillment of prophecy and parallels with the Old Testament stuff. Um, after that, more sure we're going to go over Good Friday and the cross, obviously, the death of Jesus, big, big part yeah. of that, you know, the atonement, all that stuff. There's some really cool stuff there that we're going to talk about, which oh, yeah, may hopefully <laughs> blow some of y'all's minds. It blew my mind. And that was some of that. Some of this is, I don't know if leftover is the right word, but it's um, 
stuff that you had found out doing your Bible study last year, uh, yeah, doing I'm research just for that. Upon it. Yeah. So this is, if any, if anything, that was kind of the precursor to this podcast because it was that was some good content, and yeah. that was the first kind of Bible study. Stuff. Yeah, and that was the first kind of Bible study you ever did, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, that I led that wasn't in a youth group setting. I guess you could say. Right. Definitely and that's some, and that's one. another thing outside of media is we both have some experience as far as teaching. Like, um, you know, I've, I've I've helped teach youth. I've taught adult Sunday school. I've preached on Sunday morning. You know, I've done things like that at my home church, uh, Souls Harbor Church of God here, and um, actually outside of Jacksonville, Glen St. Mary. But, um, and we'll talk about. I do want to mention them a little bit later. Um, uh, once we start oh, yeah. wrapping up, but if we definitely have to uh, acknowledge Very them for helping cool. us getting off the ground. But oh, yeah. uh, we'll make sure we dedicate some time for that uh, for sure. towards the end. But yeah, that's where I've got a lot of my, you know, experience and even just small Bible studies with friends and whatnot. But I know you were part of a really good church in Gainesville uh, that was pretty big, and you're, you know, you've gotten involved at your church in Dallas, and even when you're at Southeastern, I mean, you were in a couple groups there too, right? Yeah, and helping out with like um, some ministry stuff, but I mean, even yeah. though it was like not like big, like a big capacity, but I was involved in yeah. some of those groups and stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we, like taking the goal again is to take all of this knowledge that we've already learned. Yeah. And then all that we're studying currently, and then all that hopefully we will learn in the future as we're eventually, eventually, hopefully going to become scholars in this area or these areas, right? Um, yeah. I mean, really, it's like the goal is just to put that out there and, and also just brainstorming currently because, like I said, we don't know everything. But our goal is to just tackle this stuff. And so, yeah. again, there's so many cool upcoming things. So Jesus, you know, uh, Good Friday and the cross. After that, Jesus' burial and even the, some of the evidence for that. And Easter, That's mm -hmm. a, I mean, that's a big one, just like going over some of the foundations of Easter. Yeah. Um, it's a good time to week, start a podcast. There's a lot of just content yeah. through this time of the year. The week after that, Jesus' resurrection and not only its reliability and its significance. And so, and kind of the launching of the church. There's so many historical things there, so many, like, again, just theological things there. Yeah. So the next, like, five weeks is just going to be, like, really good stuff going, you know. Oh, yeah. With this, that, which, again, is a good time to start, like you said, because it's the foundation of our faith. It's the foundation of the New Testament. And really, just you could say the story of the whole Bible is Jesus. Um, and just kind of, like, starting with that as our foundation. And, yeah. and going on. And then right after that, we'll, we'll have a Q episode, a Q&A live stream. So um, I haven't seen any comments yes. yet, but that hopefully after that, especially if you have a lot of mm -hmm. questions on the five weeks that we cover with, you know, Easter and Good Friday, prophecy, all that yeah. stuff about the Bible. Like we'll try to answer some questions during maybe like mm -hmm. the podcast, but at least try to save some of it because we'll have an entire Q&A episode devoted yeah. to I think on April 20th and we want to try so. to do that um, as often as we're able uh, it may be once a month it may be once every couple months but it also may depend on the content we're doing like if we get a uh, series going too. yeah yeah so I mean it'll we'll do it as you know try to do it pretty often to make sure that we're actually interacting and engaging with you guys so um, so definitely be on the lookout for the Q&A episodes because those will be fun for sure yeah. Uh, we're then, looking forward to interacting with anybody from around the world that would be interesting or interested in interacting with us. Cause I know we have 
you know, people not only throughout the United States, but I think um, even in South America <laughs> that are interested. So yeah. that would be pretty cool. I wait, right. So <laughs> I, I, after the Q&A, we'll, we'll do about the Apocrypha, because I know that's a big question with Christianity. Like, what about yeah. the books that aren't included in the Bible? Why are they not included in the Bible? What are those other books? Mm -hmm. Like, what, are they good? Are they bad? Which one? Like, are they both? Like, what? Yeah. what's that? So we'll do a and whole this, episode on the Apocrypha, which I'm excited for, too. Yeah, and I know I did have a personal experience with that as well, where um, at the time he was my barber. Yes. And he was, what's that? So yeah, to the whole uh, listening from South America as well. Family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but um, as far as the Apocrypha and everything, I know um, there's one instance where I was um, getting my hair cut and I was talking to my barber and somehow it came up. I don't know how it came up. If we were just talking about college, I was still, I think I was at home from Lee at the time I was on a break and was just getting, you know, trimmed up and everything. For some reason <laughs> I had a hard time finding a good barber at school. So I had to wait till I came <laughs> home. But, um, but I found this guy I was talking with him and he was saying something about, yeah, his mom was seventh day Adventist or something like that. And she went, but he wasn't really, you know, into church or anything like that. And, he had mentioned he saw in the news recently they had found this old Bible somewhere. I want to say, I don't know if Turkey's right, but somewhere in the in that region, um, some kind of old Bible. Oh yeah, and it had, yeah, yeah, and it had the book of, Bible. yeah, it had the book of Barnabas or something in it, and it. He said it. Uh, I don't know how much of it he was actually how much of this was factual or if he got his lines crossed with other stuff, but. It. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like, it's they found this Bible and it had a uh, thing. I think he said it was the book of Barnabas and it talked about how Jesus was married and had kids and all this stuff, yeah, which I obviously isn't true. But <laughs> he's like, so it's just like they keep finding these old books. So it's just like, man, who really knows what happened? I don't really know that I can trust it and that kind of thing. And, you know, I answered it the best I could at the time. I don't remember all of what I said other than just, um, you know, there was that that wasn't uncommon for there to be books like that that were the forged <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah yeah well even after the fact yeah 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 Gnostics so. and stuff so we'll have a whole episode devoted on like apocrypha i know that's a question too that you like if you're a christian you get from other people and then if you're yeah. not a christian that you know if you're just interested in this stuff it's like well this is what you know this is what historically is the case right yeah um so we'll have that and then We'll talk about politics because, you know, everybody loves politics, right? right. And so, <laughs> well, I mean, that's another thing, too, I didn't mention. I, obviously, we'll go through philosophy, science, history, yeah. theology, apologetics, but, like, also politics, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, we, we're limiting ourselves to it in a few things. It's not just a podcast where we're talking about literally everything. Yeah. It's still surrounded by, based in the Bible, right, biblical brainstorms. So at the end of the day, we're still brainstorming that, right? Yeah. Um, but we will tackle a lot of different topics and how it relates to a lot of different things. And things. Yeah. So we'll do a, pol a politics episode May 4th. May the 4th will be with you. Maybe that'll right. be a good Star Wars <laughs> connection day. Right. Don't let the Empire happen, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, we will launch into a series, which I'm really excited about, about arguments for God's existence. So this is, yeah. again, it's biblical brainstorm, but this is the only kind of segment where it'll be like technically not the Bible, where it's like outside the Bible evidence and argumentation for the existence of God. Yeah. And so this would be the more, more philosophically and scientifically based mm -hmm. episodes. Metaphysics uh, that, fun. Metaphysics. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that series will lead right into our biblical series, which I'm really mm -hmm. excited about our Bible chapter series. This will be kind of building off of, like I said, our Bible study last year. 
but where we'll go through Genesis and Exodus at least first. And that's already right. like we yeah, that's already loaded content for at least like almost oh, yeah. And so we're gonna, we'll it's going to take bit. us a while to get out of Genesis, but it's going to be a good trip on the way. Oh, man. <laughs> I am so, like, you guys have no idea. I am so excited to go over Genesis and Exodus. Like, oh, there yeah. is so much stuff that mm-hmm. I have just studied and tried to learn about Genesis and Exodus this, even one just thing, this past year. One thing that's that, really sad, though, is I don't know how much of this is still an issue or not, but just a lot of, especially newer Christians or 21st century Christians or just you know that i don't know what the demographic millennial christians or something i don't know what the demographic would be but there seems to be a pervasive um attitude or outlook that the old testament doesn't really matter that all that matters is the new testament kind of thing but as we will hope to point out and everything is you you can't have a new testament without an old testament and there's so much old testament in the new testament that if you took just the old testament out of the picture and just say we picked up when yeah. Jesus was born, you there pretty much isn't anything you can do really. <laughs> I, know. I mean, so, I mean the redemption, you still have yeah. Christianity, like mere Christianity, like, well, it's like, if you know Jesus, you can like, yeah. Salvation and that part's important because it does set that up. But things. yeah, but a lot of it makes sense mm-hmm. because of the old test. Like all of that leads. And like you said, Jesus is the main character of the Bible and we'll see that in Genesis oh, yeah. and Exodus too. And but then to tie in the Apocrypha episode, like there's yes. a lot of stuff too where the um, like a temple Judaism that leads into yeah all that that plays in the New Testament, uh, the Old Testament. It's part of uh, you know what they were dealing with, going through uh, for some historical context context and all that. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna tie it all together, wrap it all together as best we can, yeah. like we said. And so we'll go through that. And then there's just other upcoming things that we have. So again, we have the Apocrypha, we have the you know, again, politics episodes, Q and A's, the whole series of arguments that got existent God's existence that will lead into gen- our Genesis and Exodus series. Yeah. Um, and then we have a systematic theology series, which I'm actually excited about, but I don't know mm-hmm. when we jump into that. That might be a next year thing, but I'm yeah. super excited. And I might make videos shortened videos like on youtube or whatever just for like mm. a concise version of that but we like this we get to just flush it out and talk about it and Dang. then finally this might be an extra thing too debunking atheists i'm just <laughs> i'm so excited for that too um, that was that one's gonna be fun that's gonna we're gonna get some heat one, for that one this one we will probably actually like i will share video mm-hmm. like a popular like atheists or even just like other faiths. I know there's like new age, there's like Islamic, yeah. there's, uh, you know, other, other faiths too that of like critic having videos that are really mm. popular on YouTube, criticizing Christianity. Um, a lot of them are atheists though. And so I'm really excited to take some of those videos that are really popular on YouTube yeah, and, or just on Facebook. And maybe you see them and it's like debunking Christianity kind of thing and all these stuff. Right. I'm There's so a couple excited. I have in mind. I won't name them yet, but we yeah, have them in the me, arsenal. <laughs> me and him will definitely take those and just debunk them, right? Yeah. Like so that that's our debunking athe- like atheists or yeah. Um, I I don't know if that'll be like we we could definitely have like a whole episode of just playing different clips, or it might just one clip might take up a whole episode. I don't know. Yeah. But we might have to either that'll either be a series where we just go straight through, or we'll just break it up and do it every once in a while. Like okay, we'll have a like our debunking yeah. atheist series or pop debunking. quiz yeah just like <laughs> this stuff but that that one i'm really excited about too but it might take a while for us to get that because i really want to yeah. get through or we both want to get through a lot of things like our series or you know um, yeah bible chapter series genesis exodus 
you know, arguments for God existence, all this stuff with Easter and Jesus and all that stuff. So that'll be good. Yeah. 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 So I'm so I mean, we got, we definitely got a lot going on for sure. I mean, we've got this, like I said, not only is this something that we're just going to have fun with and we're just, you know, excited to do just for the sake of, you know, for us getting to talk about this stuff and, to, mm-hmm. you know, bounce off each other, but also to give us, like we said before, the opportunity to maybe help somebody else expand their horizons, their knowledge of the Bible, improve their relationship with God. Cause I think there's kind of a stigma made. I don't know if stigma is the right word, but there's, seems to be a little bit of a a negativity to theology where people are afraid if they start studying it it's going to push them away from god because it's yeah. too crazy but or that's not really like, they have to be the case yeah. you know or they don't want it they, they don't want to find something out that yeah their faith i mean that's the thing one- we've we've both encountered some pretty uh difficult topics to wrestle with but the more you study it and the more you hash it out you know then you start to realize okay that makes sense and it's not as intimidating anymore it just requires the work but with us we at least do some of the work for you to help you get through it so you know yeah that kind of thing. That, yeah that, that's why i'm excited again for the our just going through the bible genesis and exodus and both of those seem to be under a lot of attack especially for millennials yeah and, and also a big part of this podcast too that i'm really excited about is you know, why, why listen to, I mean, obviously a lot of you just like friends and family, especially at first that will listen in. Hopefully that expands to a greater uh, audience, but yeah. Um, and so at some level, of course, you know, anybody listening is it's because you're connected to us, but like, why, why this, when you could listen to so many other uh, voices about that, that go deeper. I mean, there's even like scholarly podcasts. I mean, yeah. even that we listen to like, right. that you can, um, find this stuff out. But I think the benefit of, of this podcast too, is that we're millennials tackling this from a millennial perspective. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it it isn't just like a boring professor conversation amongst peers and you're hanging out with friends kind of thing. Yeah. It's not just like you're listening to a podcast of a a biblical scholar that, and again, we do, we do that too. (laughs) (laughs) You you don't have to listen to a boring biblical. Shout out Michael Heiser. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's actually the <laughs> one of the contributors to the Faith Life Bible Study I just read too. So that, nice. He's he's a Hebraist. That's good. But anyway, you don't have to listen to these boring scholars that you might not understand and giving this two-hour monologue, you know, mm-hmm. about deep stuff, you know, with the Bible. Yeah. Um, and but I think this is good because there is still some level of participation where you can kind of, you know, you, again, you can comment where we can respond to those too. And especially our Q and A episodes, but we're also young. Like we're yeah, we're millennials that are tackling things that questions that our peers are dealing with, things mm-hmm. that we we see in the in the text, and it's like how do we deal with this stuff? And again, hopefully that just benefits people in like a ministry like way as we're growing yeah. in this, and as we're learning stuff and getting to hash this stuff out. And also, if you guys just have questions, like just put them in the comments too. It's like, if we go over something and it's like, well, I don't understand that. Or like, how do you guys answer this? Like, again, some of that will be for the Q and A episode, but like, you know, feel free to just drop it here on Facebook or YouTube because we can see it and just respond as well. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big part of it. Right. For sure. It's, it's, it's not only for us, but it's to benefit you guys like listening. It's, yeah. it's for, it's a ministry aspect too. Absolutely. Um, so do you have anything else to say before we jump into real quick? Also, just a disclaimer, um, 
So our podcast episode, the length, I know some of you guys are like, oh, when, when is this going to end? No. <laughs> or like, how long is this going <laughs> to um, So our goal is maybe because this is our first episode and we have a lot to have, like, vision casting stuff, it might go a little longer. But ideally, a great 60 minutes would just be, like, if we could just perfectly get a six, like an hour, and we're coming mm-hmm. up on that in, like, three, four minutes now. But um, Or if, we, if we're discovering that it's not enough time to hash a lot of this stuff out, then an hour and a half. So I'd say, yeah. like, an hour and a half max. So uh, unless you guys just really want two hours of content of just, right. like, I was really, like... Which we can do. About, we can yeah, do. <laughs> yeah, talking about, especially when we go through Genesis and Exodus. Oh, yeah. Especially if we go through a whole chapter, an episode, yeah. it's like you can go verse by verse through that thing. Because I know there's some people that want five hour podcasts. There's some people that want a 45 minute podcast and then there's everything that, yeah. in between. So, I mean, there's there's the two extremes and then somewhere in the middle is the right way to go. But like I said, we'll try to we we want to make sure that it's a comfortable amount of time to listen to. Or at least it's there's a sweet spot where you can listen to it in two parts, you know. You know, some of the podcasts I listen to, like I listen to the first half on my way to work, second half on the way back, and it works out good. So, um, yeah, you know, I stuff listen like to five-hour so. podcasts sometimes. So I'm one yeah. of those people. And then there's like my dad. Shout out to my dad, who's like, uh, you know, it's got to be 20 minutes. It's more than 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already checked out. Yeah, uh, so I'm just playing around. But uh, like, yeah, I think a good like anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. So once we start approaching that in the next 30 mm. minutes. It, like we don't have to go that long, but if, if we run out of things to talk about for today's episode, but um, like that'll be kind of like a max. So an hour and an hour and a half mm-hmm. that will be the whole episode length. So yeah, we're almost just about an hour now. But yeah, do you have anything else to say before we jump into St. Patrick's Day stuff? Um, tomorrow. As far as the podcast and everything, I guess maybe this would be a good time to uh, now a word from our sponsor. <laughs> oh. um, so I do want to give oh, yeah. a huge no, no. thank you to Souls Harbor Church of God, which is my church. Um, I went, uh, got the opportunity to go up and speak um, before the congregation and live stream and present you know, what the podcast is, what we're doing. And we needed to raise a little bit of money for um, equipment uh, to get some microphones um, and some gear and subscriptions to, you know, um, software do what we need to do so we needed to raise some money uh and we just didn't weren't able to get it on our own so i figured you know we reach out to uh our church and see if they'd be interested in helping us out because after all it is a ministry so why not give them the opportunity to help minister with us so yeah. and it wasn't even like quite like or at least how you were explaining it before it wasn't even that like uh like like pitched it was like well th- i mean you were pitching it and you were saying well this is like you know i'm doing ministry that i'm also doing this and so yeah. if, if you want to help like you can i mean this yeah. is something we're, we're doing on our own anyway yeah i didn't go crazy uh, with it i was just like yeah this is oh, what yeah, we're yeah. doing you know we need to we just need to raise some money if you guys want to help you know we would be much obliged and much uh, yeah. we really appreciate it and my- man you guys really did a great job and um i you know i told everyone i thank the church in general, because all the money's coming to the church and then from the church to us. So collectively, the members of Souls Harbor and those that partner with us online through live stream, because there's some that watch and, you know, give um, that don't live in Florida and they live elsewhere. So as a collective church body, Souls Harbor, you guys did a great job. Uh, we are very happy and thankful right, yeah, for 
all of you guys, you know, partnering with us to help us out. Um, like I had mentioned this past Sunday, I gave kind of an update of where we were at and, um, we pretty much had reached our goal and you guys gave more and it was, it was really awesome. And it's definitely not, we definitely, like I said, we don't take it for granted. We don't waste the money on anything. We don't, we're very serious about what we spend it on and how much and what we're doing with it. And we want to make sure that we make your sacrifice and your donation worth it because we know it's your money and you're just giving it to something else on good faith Mm -hmm. that it's going to, produce something so kind of like the sowing a seed thing like you would with your tithe or your offering uh with it being a ministry uh, the one thing you know just that we hope is that not only we we not only hope that god would bless the podcast but that god would bless the people that helped us get the podcast going so that you guys would get a return on your investment so to speak Mm -hmm. so yeah thank you guys so much yeah, and I thank you for me too. I mean, my thing is, from my side of it, like I wasn't expecting anything at all. Like for me, I'm pretty low maintenance. So I was like, well, it's yeah. like, I'll just do it. But like, you know, if I had to spend money, I'd just spend money. It's fine. Like, um, or like, you know, doing like just a regular podcast kind of thing. But yeah, especially it, like some of the things that it's like for a ministry, it's also necessary to like present yourself well. Like, yeah, especially online and stuff. And so, I mean, my quality now, because like I, I know Seth still like sent that stuff into. So like, I'm still not great quality now because I'm using AirPods and everything. So like, I'll get a, I'll yeah. like, I'll, I'll be, I'll be more like Seth's quality in a second. While <laughs> I'm gonna have like a light and a microphone, but right. But no, I mean seriously, like still working out the kinks. <laughs> yeah, my my goal for this is like just to benefit like people and like to, I get to listen into conversations we were already having. About yeah this stuff and about the bible and stuff and so if that benefits people and then like like you said you just put it out there and like uh, you didn't necessarily like have like a like this is you know like a gold or like a giving thing because it's not like we weren't even at that level yet i was like well mm-hmm. and even for me i'm like you know we wouldn't need to you know people to to give towards anything to like years from now but you guys just wanted to like jump in and, and support us from day yeah. one before you even heard anything. And so that takes a lot of faith as well. Yeah. Yeah. The support that we've received for sure, right off the bat, and we haven't even had an episode yet has been great. And, and over a hundred likes on our Facebook. Too. I mean, that's just yeah, crazy. Like, we've got all these likes on Facebook. We've got all these likes on Instagram. Um, I haven't checked YouTube yet to see subscribers or views um, just yet, but I'm sure, you know, those are good too. But just uh, the biggest thing is just the financial support, you know, sewing and giving and donating in good faith that we're going to do something good about yeah. it is. And for those people, too, you know, anything that we don't use. And for me, it's really hard for me to use anything. We just give it for the missions for like no mm-hmm. matter how successful this thing gets. Let, let's just say 10 years from now, it really takes off. Right. Like in something huge. I would my goal is I would never get any money from this ever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of Seth's goal, too. And, you know, is that we, we don't really want to like we have jobs like we don't need anything like we like we, we are just we're doing this specifically for ministry 100 percent. And if you guys like like those who it's soul Church, like you guys gave to it, anything we get from that would just go straight to this and to helping get this message out to people more mm-hmm. and and using it for the podcast totally. And anything yeah. we don't use again, we just use straight for missions and, and again, mm-hmm. bringing the gospel out to the world. I yeah. mean, that's 
Yeah, we may, and we may do specific different things throughout that we raise money for, whether it be for a certain group or something that we're doing or a specific um, ministry or or ministry. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll specify whatever it is. Like, I know um, later on, like, we want to, you know, try to give back to Souls Harbor, you know, present Souls Harbor with a donation, um, Chandler's Church, um, charities of some nature, whether it be a, an orphanage or a support group for something, you know, something that's ministry, you know, we definitely want to, you know, at different points of the year, we'll raise money just to give to people. And, you know, as we go on and everything, we'll probably, you know, maybe change some things here and there and we'll use it for the podcast, but primarily, you know, it's going to go towards either way. It's it's for ministry. Like it's for ministry. Yeah. We're trying to get the message. Uh, and I like this because it's more like a, like again biblical brainstorm. It's like an intellectual yeah. ministry or apologetic type ministry because we're trying to reach yeah. like make people understand the Bible more, yeah, and work through some of the perceived problems or things that people like you know are saying about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like it goes back to I'm excited about our debunking atheist story. Uh, <laughs> One, the only thing I'd say we'd ever raise money for that wasn't ministry is if you guys were ever interested in getting merch. So if we ever did t-shirts or something, but oh, everything yeah, yeah, else yeah. would be ministry. Again, that's way so. down the road. Too. <laughs> so if you like, guys, this, this... if you guys would ever want t-shirts or anything, let us know. So that way, if there's interest, we can at least write that down. If there's not interest, we'll write that down too. But yeah, you and thinking, wow, you guys are like, you know, being not being too big for your britches or anything, but like, you know, you guys are way down the road. But we're we're basically, this first episode, like an inauguration, we're vision casting for a long, like we're just basically yeah. everything out. And so that's why I like just explained like our content for like the next two years, because we, I mean, this is like a long haul thing. We're oh, really yeah. going to like do a lot. And hopefully again, it takes off like a year, like this year or next year or whatever to where we can get to the point where it's like, hey, if, you, if people want merch, then we can get that out too. That would be oh, great. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we don't, ever get any like a dime from any of this or hopefully never like yeah you know it's like it's literally just for ministry and for your guys benefit um and again this conversation we've already been having but this is like you guys are joining in with us in this journey in this ministry so um with that said do you want to go ahead and dive in to to some of the content we have today yeah i think uh I think we've pretty much covered it. And just again, thank you to Souls Harbor for helping us get going. And, um, you know, definitely check them out on social media. Check out the live stream. Um, You might see me on there periodically. So, (laughs) but yeah, definitely thank you guys so much. And, uh, but yeah, let's get right into segment two. Yeah. Yeah. Periodically I do. Uh, Sometimes I do Wednesdays. Um, every once in a while I do some days just depends on what we got going on, but yeah, might surprise you one day. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Oh yeah. All right. So today, again, tomorrow's St. Patrick's day. So we have to cover that a little bit, but before we do, of course, we have a little bit of Exodus three that we want to dive in. So I don't know if you have it pulled up to where I can read some of it uh, yeah. or anybody. Listening well, I've got, they can... like I was, like I was telling you before, I do have a, uh, the something I do want to mention to you, we didn't get to talk about it uh, beforehand. So I guess now is a good time to talk about it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, as you said, X is three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I was reading. Um, I just got this new research library set. You can see some of it uh, right behind my head. So fancy, that. fancy. 
And uh, it has the Apocrypha. It has writings of early church fathers, apostolic fathers. Um, it's got, um, trying to think what the other eras are, but it's got different writings from different preachers, ministers, theologians, whatever. The one thing that's really cool, though, is it has a copy of the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, which is what Paul used, which is what a lot of the Jews and characters and people that you know in the New Testament, that's what they read. And <clears throat> so it reads yeah, a little bit differently, which is interesting. And the one that I have is an 1851 translation by Sir Lancelot C.L. Brenton. Wow. That's uh, interesting. <laughs> Lancelot. Yeah. The disclaimer there for some of you guys who don't know. So the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and yes. some Aramaic. You talk about Daniel too. Um, and then the New Testament, a lot of it was mostly written in Greek. And mm. so there's reasons for that. And maybe we'll go through the historical reasons as well. So if yeah. there are Jews yeah. in the you know, New Testament, but which know some Hebrew that know Aramaic, but the the, lang the official language of the day is Greek, because of course I think you can think Alexander the Great, and we'll go through the historical things maybe one day. But so the the New Test they translated the Old Testament into Greek into the official language of the day, and so. Um, and the Septuagint stands for is. seventy, right? And that was because they had seventy um, scribes translate it, and they all yeah. compared notes, and they all translated it the same. So they're like, all right. That works. <laughs> yeah. So you got the Septuagint, which is the Old Testament in Greek for the New Testament world. Right. And then that's, they're writing the, their New Testament letters in Greek. Yeah. Quoting the Greek version of the Old Testament. So anyway. Sorry. So that's what I'm, so that's what I'm using to read the Exodus three. Um, so when we go through it, I'll point out what I'm reading and I might read segments of it, but mm -hmm. that's one thing that I think is really cool is whenever I read Old Testament passages now, I'm going to start looking through this to see, kind of how it was translated because there are some differences but still you know it says conveys the same message one for one, so. yeah <laughs> i also do have a hebrew uh torah uh written half in hebrew half in english and that's also very interesting so actually i didn't think helpful. to look at that but <laughs> i might pull that out in a minute but anyway i'll let you take the lead on that one. <laughs> oh, reading okay so um what's your translation though Oh, this is the ESV. So if anyone okay. wants to follow along. So ESV, so we'll say that's the official translation of Biblical Brainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> just right off the bat, right? Just right, yeah. I like ESV. I've got Christian Standard Bible translation to CSB, which is a little bit more readable, but similar. Uh, that one's cool. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little bit of everything, but yeah. you know, jokingly, you know, ESV is the official my, translation. <laughs> I, read, I read ESV. There you go. It's a great, great Bible. Anyway, so now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he, he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And during the Exodus series, we will historically peg a lot of these things, and like we'll go yeah. back through this deeper. But just today, this is a very surface overview thing of Exodus 3. Um, so and, uh, he led him to Horeb, the mountain of God, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. Or of a bush, sorry. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. I mean, just like anybody would, right? Like, if you see a, a burning bush that isn't burning, like, that's, right. you know. Like, <laughs> that would freak anybody out. Naturally, you would turn aside to see this great right. sight. Uh, so when the Lord uh, saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. 
And he said, here I am. And he said, do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet. For the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then he, then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And uh, I'll skip a little bit down to, um, let's see. Yeah, who am I? Moses is basically complaining. He's like, I can... <laughs> I'm going to do this. You know, like, you're going to make me do that. So, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should, uh, wait, I lost my place, that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. He said, but I will be with you. This is God speaking. And this shall be the sign for you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain, which you got to think it's like, well, how am I going to know for sure that this is going to be the case that I'm not going to die? It's like, right. well, when you return, when you return here next year, that's when you know. It's like <laughs> I, I need to know something before I go, like as a good yeah. sign to you know. And this is when you know you'll get into the same thing with the staff and all that. But right, yeah. But basically, context: Moses is a shepherd. Um, you know, keeping sheep. He's already kind of run run away from Egypt already. So he was living in Egypt. He ran away from Egypt. Now he's in the wilderness with this flock and God tells him to go back to where he was, you know, his people were enslaved people where he grew up and yeah. basically set them free. And he says, when you come back to this mountain, then you'll know that this is true. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> after the fact. And I have on here the, um, again, the faith life study Bible, great study Bible. And when it goes to, um, these first few verses of, of four, one, one observation says, one uh, fire is frequently associated with divine presence and divine encounters, both in the Old Testament and other ancient Near Eastern religions. So, the mm. historical context at the time, when you see, I mean, fire alone is like you got to think to ancient people that's like a life force, right? Yeah, something. And, and when you have fire that is again not consumed, that I mean, that's that's itself going to kind of like you're going to look at that and it's like, oh. There's something divine happening here. Like, that's just going to already associate to his cultural context in the ancient Near East that there's something that's not natural going on here. Therefore, it must be like a deity. This must yeah. be divine at some level. And then going down, um, so God called to him, as in many other Old Testament instances, Moses' divine counter results in his becoming the person through whom God will dispense revelation. And on whose behalf God will act. And then it has comparative notes with, you know, other parts of Genesis. And so that that's just true with, you know, like you see a, a pattern, a theme with the Old Testament. It's like God comes out and speaks to a person and says, hey, you who's just living a normal life, like he's just a shepherd. He's just going, you know, taking care of sheep. He's already, you know, well, really old at this point. And he's thinking his yeah. life is over. He's just going to be a shepherd all his life. And God just pulls yeah. him out of nowhere, divine encounter, and says, hey, no, I got a plan for you. And so as is, you'll see a pattern as we'll go through the Bible is he yeah. takes ordinary, God has a theme of taking ordinary people, ordinary people that are just living their life and like reaching out to them. And mm -hmm. they have this encounter. And then as a result, God uses them to bring about his plan. 
And that's, I mean, that's our goal. Hopefully that's everybody's goal too, is that, you know, we, we are willing to be used by God to accomplish his plan. And, you know, we have those encounters. And so at some level we have this, you know, inspiration to do this podcast, you know, at least, you know, Seth yeah. and we're like, but for me, I felt more like Moses in this story where it's like, oh, you should do a podcast. You just do this over the years. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, kind of, I've like kind of been the person running away from this kind of stuff. Like, you know, yeah. I don't really want to put myself out there a lot, you know, like I don't right. know enough and I can have a million excuses like Moses had. Um, and then Seth, you know, you came and just like, you know, this is, uh, I guess you're like, you know, Aaron in the story. It's like, go, God, talk, talk to me. Let's do it. <laughs> like, this is, this is, you know, let's do a podcast. I'm like, well, let's, let's do it. Um, yeah. So yeah. Do you have from the Septuagint there? Yeah, so I was, um, and I did pull up my um, um, my Greek or my Hebrew translation of the Torah, which uh, it's kind of a, I think it's Fancy called right the, the Chumash, but it's backwards because it's Hebrew. So I have to like turn the book backwards and scroll backwards to try to find where I'm at. So it took me a minute, but <clears throat> I do have, there's some interesting stuff in here that I might uh, touch on real quick, but uh, the interesting things that I picked up from the Septuagint from reading that, um, not only there is some different, there's some uh, minor things as far as like um, words and translation and stuff like that. One thing I thought was interesting was um, you know mentions the same names uh, with Moses and everything, but like if we go to uh, chapter three, verse one says, and Moses was feeding the flock of Jethor, his father-in-law. So I think in your translation, it said Jethro, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a little, that was kind of cool. It was a little difference in translation there. That's also then, a title name too. So, I mean, we'll go through the like, oh, okay. Exodus. when we go through the Exodus series, like way later again, we'll dive deeper into all this stuff, but I got you. Yeah. And then when it gets to Mount Horeb, it's spelled on here, Mount Chorib, like CH. So mm-hmm. for some reason, I wonder what that translational error is, but not that there's necessarily anything majorly profound going on here. I was just pointing out some pretty cool things that I noticed from reading the different translation with it being the Septuagint and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so <laughs> this dialogue I thought was kind of funny just with how they worded it. But uh, so we get down to, I'll just read the, the couple verses um, starting verse two and an angel of the Lord appeared to him in flaming fire out of the bush. And he sees that the bush burns with fire, but the bush was not consumed And Moses said, I will go near and see this great sight, why the bush is not consumed. And when the Lord saw that he drew nigh to see, the Lord called him out of the bush, saying, Moses, Moses. And he said, what is it? (laughs) You don't usually hear him say, what is it? I thought that was kind of funny. Um, Right. And then here's a mouthful. And he said, draw not nigh hither. You know, that's uh, old English. That took took me a minute. (laughs) <clears throat> draw not nigh hither loose thy sandals from off thy feet for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground <clears throat> and uh so he goes through uh the rest of everything and like i said there's just those small spelling differences which is interesting the biggest thing that i wanted to point out see if you've heard of this or see what you had to say about this um we get down to verse 14 and god spoke to moses saying uh, this is right after Moses. I'll, I'll jump back uh, verse 13. And Moses said to God, Behold, I shall go forth to the children of Israel and shall say to them, The God of our fathers has sent me to you. <clears throat> and they will ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God spoke to Moses, saying, I am the being. And he said, Thou shall ye say to the children of Israel, The being has sent me to you. 
So the Septuagint has it. You know, we always know it's I am, but mm-hmm. Septuagint for some reason um, translates it as the being. So I don't know what that would <clears throat> imply as far as you know translation translation and stuff. But I wonder yeah. if the Israelites like if I am kind of translated to that in their native whatever is like someone saying I am or the being. Like that's kind. Of, I thought yeah. that was really interesting. Both, both I've never heard that accurate. before. So the the Old Testament at that time, like with Exodus, the Hebrew is only in consonants, so they didn't have vowels. So, for instance, in the divine name, the touch of grammaton, which, you know, we'll learn the name Yahweh, it's more mm-hmm. than four, con- four consonants. And so they didn't have vowels. And the thing is, if the verb form of those consonants could be, based on where you put the vowels, could be either to be, uh, which is like, again, where you get the being, which is what you're getting at. Um, okay. So, like, to be, so I guess in the noun form, uh, basically for the name Yahweh, it could either be me, like, the being, like you're saying, or like I am, like I yeah. like exist. Um, or there, the other one was uh, who, like, the other verb form of the consonants, depending on where you put the vowel, is who, one who causes to be, like, the almost like a, like, one who. Like you, you are because he is kind of yeah. Like I am this, because of the great I am. Like he, the one yeah. who causes to be. It's he's either the one who is <clears throat> being, or the one who causes to be, based on where you put the the vowels. But again, we'll get into that in the Exodus thing and the Hebrew. Yeah. But either way. And then one more thing in this uh, Chumash translation, which is, uh, let's see if I can hold it up real quick. It's half in Hebrew and half in English. So it's a nice. very kind of literal translation mm-hmm. and the way they have that translated in here of uh, verse 13 start verse 13 and then go on to uh, 14 from there and moses said to god behold when i come to the children of israel and say to them the god of your forefathers uh, has sent me to you and they say to me what is his name and what shall i say to them it says in verse 14 in this translation god answered moses i shall be as i shall be and he said so you shall say to the children of israel i shall be has sent me to you. And the commentary they have on that, because it also has a commentary underneath it. Um, uh, what they say about verse 14, I shall be as I shall be. This is in itself a divine name as implied by Ankylos, since he does not translate these three words. Rashi explains that the import of the word, literally, I shall be, is as follows. I shall be with them in this sorrow as I shall be with them in other sorrows. To this, Moses replied, an evil in its own time is enough. Why should you imply to them that there will be future exiles? Is it not enough that they suffer now in Egypt? Accepting Moses' argument, God instructed him to say, I shall be with them in this sorrow. Uh, has sent me to you. I shall be has sent me, sent, me, sent me to you. So it's kind of an interesting commentary on that. But mm-hmm. I, should bring that. I didn't even think to look at this earlier. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have had some stuff written out. But... So I wonder. Yeah. So, so some people might be wondering, uh, how in the world does Exodus three relate to St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> you know, like, like how in the have world? we so, got news for you? Yeah. So what's interesting is, so St. Patrick, or you know, we can just call him Patrick. You know, my dude Patrick, right? Patrick Star. Right. <laughs> he is a star, right? In the right, yeah. missionary world. Um, so one, there's a lot of evidence that he might have actually been from a Jewish family. So that's interesting really? itself. Uh, and so here's a journal article 
me go back to St. Patrick as a Jew. So it says there are indications that Patrick of Ireland was a Jewish descendant. As the story goes, his family was among those who were part of a Jewish dispersion that resulted in his family making their way to Britain. So one hmm. distinction is he's not actually from Ireland, even though he was a missionary there. He's actually from Britain. And right. uh, the reason why Jews are being dispersed to a lot of areas is, one, there's some prophecies that they would be dispersed to the four corners of the earth kind of thing. Right. Um, but there's also, ever since the destruction of Jerusalem with Titus and Vespasian, uh, so it says here, Patrick may have descended from the sons of Israel when the sons of Israel were banished by Titus and Vespasian into slavery to the four corners of the world in revenge for the blood of Christ. His ancestors came to Britain. Uh, and so that's that's kind of uh, kind of that where he there's indications that he was a already a descendant of Jews, but of hmm. Christian Jews because his father, as he records, as St. Patrick records, was a deacon in the church. And mm. so what's interesting is he's a PK in a way, like he's a pastor's kid <laughs> kind of thing, uh, which, you know, you know that life. Right, yeah. Life. Um, I I know a little bit of that, that life too, uh, you know, the, the PK life a little bit. But even though my dad's not a, not a, a, pa a current pastor, he preaches in the prison ministries and uh, he, he, he pastored before, so. But, you know, you got St. Patrick's life where he actually runs away from, well, he doesn't run away from the whole uh, the, the faith in a way. Like, there's some indications that his his family's faith wasn't, like, true. Mm -hmm. I mean, there... One article there was, I had read, I think it was from Britannica, um, said that they, uh, a, a possible reason why he was a deacon, because they were kind of alluded to what you're saying, they weren't super... Mm -hmm heavy into practicing the religion. He just part of what they were saying was he may have taken the position of deacon for tax reasons or for governmental yeah, reasons. Yeah, I was about to break that. on that. Mm -hmm. The history, uh, yeah. Also history.com says that as well. And also the journal article I, I, I did. So that mentions that too, Yeah, because there were some, as Christianity started to become like after con post Constantine, because right now we're talking about like the 400s AD. So this yeah. is, um, this a lot is older like, than I thought he was. It's a lot uh, longer ago than I thought he was yeah, around. I never realized time, what time. Yeah, so he's still like 400 some years after Jesus. But this is post Constantine when Constantine made Christianity kind of like the state religion of, well, technically not the state religion, but greatly endorsed it and made it legal uh, in the Roman Empire. And post Roman emperors after that definitely tried to expand upon that in Christendom. But, yeah. you know, Obviously, you get tax, it, like it's kind of like now you get a tax break if you're a church, and so the separation of church and state. So, there's some level of that, too. So, yeah, it was very beneficial now, if like for him being a deacon to have some level of tax break. But, regardless of whether his father was truly in the faith or not, by yeah. St. Patrick's own admission, he wasn't a practicing Christian when he was younger. So he yeah. kind of, I don't know if he ran away from the faith, kind of his father's thing, or it was never there to begin with, but he kind of goes, uh, you know, kind of away from the faith. And he ends up getting captured by um, by Irish raiders. And so that's how he makes his way to Ireland, was that he, he was captured by Irish, you know, raiders and made to work as a slave. But his job was, guess what? A shepherd. Look at that. Would you look at that? 
So his job was <laughs> so he was a shepherd in uh in Ireland and mm-hmm. as a slave. And so hold on, you guys might be seeing some parallels with you know what we just read with Moses' story. Uh, <laughs> obviously, there, there's not one for one parallels, but it just we just found it kind of interesting with St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Um, where so then he he's realizing that being away from home, being a slave, being a shepherd, being away from God, um, he starts to return back to his family faith, his faith back in Britain at the time, which again, Christianity is still a pretty recent religion, just a few hundred, like not even years before, um, where like in, in British area, because that's already like far away yeah. from where Christianity started. So Britain started to get w- wind of Christianity through, of course, the Roman, you know, influence in Constantine and everything like that. And yeah. so he gets, he's away in Ireland and, you know, he's starting to return back to the faith of Christianity. He encounters God. God then miraculously, and by again, but this is his own admission, from a historical standpoint, it's hard to verify externally because it's a autobiography, if you will, or what other people yeah. are saying about him and his ministry, like in the life of St. Patrick centuries right. after. So, for instance, this isn't as historically verifiable as like the Gospels would be, which we'll get into coming weeks because the Gospels are very well attested to historically. Yeah. But um, this is, again, is later. It's a less historically attested to, but that doesn't mean it's not true. But by his, like, for instance, if I wrote a book about my life, it would be true. But since there's not external books out there telling me that what I did was true, it's like, it's like, right. like my life isn't historically verified. It's like, right. well, yeah, I mean, I wrote, I know my life and I wrote my book about it. But anyway, so right. St. Patrick writes a book of his life. And so he is finding his faith again. He starts to say, like, he's encountering God and through dreams and through some of these miraculous instances. And God tells him that he needs to leave Ireland and that if he goes to the coastland miles away, that he will um, that he will be set free. There'll be a boat there waiting for him. You get on the boat, you go, you go, you get set free. So he does that. There's a boat there. He gets on the boat. Miraculously, he gets back to his homeland. Like he goes back to Britain and and Europe and all that. And so he he finds his way out. And so he would since he just made a declaration of, of faith and, and coming back to Christianity, he decides to devote his life to it. And he ends up becoming a priest in the church uh, there. And so now he's far away from Ireland. He's 15 years. And I think if I can get the exactness. Uh, yeah, I think it was 15 years. Yeah, 15 years. Also, he's traveled nearly 200 miles uh, to get to the Irish <laughs> Like yeah, the yeah, that I mean, was that's crazy. And he was pretty much like on the verge of dying of starvation. Yeah, you really need to know that you're listening to God if you're going to go on that trek. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so he encounters God. He becomes goes into ministry for 15 years, and then he gets feels a call from God to go back to Ireland as a missionary to reach the pagans for God in Ireland, the ones who enslaved him. He was called to go back to them and preach the gospel to them and some of the Christians that were already starting to spring up there in Ireland uh, yeah. to strengthen them. So that's that might be a myth, too. Some people think, oh, he's St. Patrick celebrated because he was the first Christian in Ireland. That's not true, and he's not even Irish, and he wasn't the first to bring Christianity to Ireland. Yeah. But he's the first big significant person and missionary to bring Christianity to Ireland and get a lot of traction as well. 
And so he goes, feels the call to go back to that land that enslaved him and his people, right? The British people from those Irish raids. Yeah. And preach to them against some of the Druids that were there, against some of the spiritual warfare that was going on in opposition he was already encountering. To strengthen the believers Druids that were already, people, man. Yeah. Strengthen the believers that were already there and reach people for for Jesus for for the gospel. And so and you have some of these traditions that they already had, somebody was bringing in, and he was using things that they were familiar with in their cultural context, like the three lived clover. He was trying to teach them about the Trinity through that again, three and one kind of thing. Yeah. And so he was using things. This is where some of these traditions come from as well. Um, but yeah, like you can just see some of the parallels already with them and Moses, where they're both shepherds out in the field. They encounter God. Um, they leave that land. God tells them to go back to that land to the people that enslaved his people and to, you know, in Moses' case, um, you know, have the exodus and bring people out. And you might think, well, Moses didn't reach any Egyptians, but you, if you look at the text, there were a lot of Egyptians that left with in the exodus too. So it's like there were some Egyptians that became part of Israel because they believed in Yahweh. Yeah. And so in a way, um, Moses was, a successful missionary to Egypt as well. And, uh, and then definitely don't hear that preached much in that way <laughs> that he was a missionary no. to Egypt. <laughs> yeah. Because you think all oh, the Egyptians were the bad guys. And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, in, yes, in some but... <laughs> way, it, yeah. but like he was also called to go there, take, set his people free. But again, just like the gospel, anybody, it's an invitation to all, anybody who comes to believe in the one true God, and like, I mean, that's again, he could, they could have went with him and they did some did. And so that's amazing. Um, yeah. That's a really good parallel so, that uh, I've never, well, first I didn't really know much about St. Patrick, but after looking into that and then you were the one that brought up uh, Exodus three and Moses and that's uh, really interesting how those line up. Yeah. So even in our lives, like, you know, like what's our burning bush moment, right? Um, yeah. I don't know if I had many, big burning bush moments that I would say, but I think even just in reference to this podcast and what has been kind of like, uh, at some level, a call to ministry in some way of like, well, yeah. we're already having these conversations. We need to just like do this, you know, on the internet and like yeah. bring it out to people. And hopefully, I mean, again, this episode isn't very content heavy at all, Yeah, uh, but you could probably see just a little bit from our conversations. We're getting into some of this stuff. Yeah. And so, like, again, if, if you guys like some of this stuff, I mean, in the coming weeks, we're going to go a lot deeper. Wait till you see what we got later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like a like a spoiler alert, really. Right, yeah. Tune in next week. No, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, this, this, this is just a vision casting inauguration episode. And, like, yeah. you can, like, like I said, we'll, we'll, like, some of this stuff is just so cool that, you know, how do we, I mean, not talk yeah. about it like you know how do we not share it you know i mean yeah. we, we didn't share it for the longest time but you know that <laughs> that burning bush moment for us is like hey we need to take what we're doing already talking about this stuff and bring it out to the internet world as a ministry and say people need to to listen to this stuff right do you think it was a coincidence that it happened in dallas to watch a cowboys game I'm sure that was like a, a confirmation <laughs> for you specifically. It's like, you know, see, it's, this right. is meant to be. So, I mean, technically the Steelers were there too, but it was in Dallas. There's the Cowboys, you know, 
eating barbecue, you know. Yeah. And I will note that the Steelers won that game. So, I mean, that's... You didn't have to add so, that part. You yeah, kind of ruined it there. <laughs> so, that that's that. Um, also, just great game, shout though. out to the people that are commenting. Jacob Carter from Facebook said, love this stuff, guys. Little, you know, uh, sparkly, what is it called? Jazz fingers on there. Huh? Uh, and then... My dad, so going back to what we were talking about with how you were reading out of the Septuagint in the Hebrew, most yeah. Hebrew words that start with the letter Chet is transliterated with, with just an H rather than CH, as in the case of Horeb, Chorib, uh, that, that's the you know, cherub in other words, like guardian cherub. So, uh, gotcha. Otherwise, okay. we would mistakenly pronounce the word with a hard Ch sound, like in the word chat rather than as a sound okay yeah good insight there um we got some other comments wow i didn't know that about saint patrick i am pumped awesome we're glad you guys are getting something out of this especially yes. in the first episode like i just said we, we're not going through deep here but like if you guys get anything from the first episode then that's a miracle itself like that's right great. i mean that's that's good stuff wait until yeah. we talk about the resurrection right yeah cross. Prophecy. Yeah, we're having fun so far. Yeah. I'm glad you well, guys are getting something out of it. We have passed the one and a half, uh, the 130 mark. We're now 137, so we'll try to wrap up real soon. But I, yeah. I mean, like, it just we're goes fun. to show that yeah, when we, <laughs> we talk through this stuff, it just... I think on. the last really time we do. talked on the phone, I think we clocked in at three hours. Yeah, <laughs> stuff. So, I mean, we, we got to put limits on ourselves. We got to end Right, yeah. So, uh, but anyways, last thing we were going to talk about today was St. Patrick's Day itself and how to celebrate. Like, how in the world did we get from the amazing story of St. Patrick yeah. to to what we have today with drinking and celebrating? Green and, beer. Uh, yeah, Wayne Green. Shout out to our Presbyterian friends. Yeah, yeah <laughs> my brothers anywhere out there. Right. Uh, so, I mean, just like, how, how in the world did it go? So, uh, did you have anything on that too? Like, did you? Well, I looked up. Uh, the holiday, and I think it was a mixture of um, history channel, I believe, um, with uh, an offshoot of them, and then uh, looking up just some stuff with Britannica, which it's funny now that we're still using Britannica on the internet instead of the books, which is nice because it takes up a lot less space, but Britannica's got good stuff still, thankfully. But uh, from what I could find doing my research on it, St. Patrick's Day originally wasn't as big of a deal as it is now in Ireland. Uh, the reason, yeah. the way it became what it is today was when all of the Irish immigrants came to America, what we know St. Patrick's Day as today, it started in Boston and New York. And the immigrants who held a lot of high political office at the time you know, they pushed for like the parades and the celebration and all that kind of stuff. And it pretty much became sensationalized in America and then Ireland a lot of supported it to for tourism. <laughs> yeah. So Ireland only really adopted celebrating it the way we do because we did. So to help with tourism and stuff, they just kind of started following our lead. Funny thing though is um, with the green, originally St. Patrick's color was blue. So, yeah, in a way, you know, I got the blue, you know, for St. Oh, Patrick okay, as yeah. well. But <laughs> in our podcast color, blue. Right. Yeah. Blue. So, originally for St. Patrick's Day in Ireland, 
um, St. Patrick's color was blue. It was documented as being blue. People wore blue. It became green in America just because I would assume the clover and the flag had green in it. So it slowly, it, it also started as blue in America, but then it slowly transitioned to being green. And uh, they started doing, I think it was in the 60s, they started doing the corned beef and the cabbage and all that, which I forgot about that. I need to go get some. That's pretty good. Um, hmm. But they uh, started doing the corned beef cabbage as the main food. And then they started doing the uh, dye in the river green in Chicago. I think that started in the 60s as well. Um, as far as like the drinking and all that, I think that just kind of anytime drinking gets involved, that just over time gets blown <laughs> out of just, proportion. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they really did the parades and everything that went back a long way, the parade. And then I think just someone, it just became a thing with the green beer and everything. And people just, you know, took the drinking part and blew it out of proportion, which happens when alcohol is involved. So, yeah. um, so I don't, it's, going, it's weird that you, Going over this stuff with St. Patrick, how the holiday now has nothing chain, to do with yeah. them. <laughs> what was interesting going off that to give even some greater context is, so I'm a, I'm also an eighth grade U.S. history teacher. And so we actually just went through some of the um, stuff with industrialization in the North. And there became a lot of immigrants because of that into the yeah. factory system. And a lot of those immigrants were Irish immigrants. And so a lot of, especially with the potato famine and a lot of those stuff, and so they came into the Americas in the north, into the factories and everything. Uh, there was a lot of Irish immigration at that time and, uh, you know, to earn wages and stuff. And what's interesting, too, is, I mean, in a sad fact of history, America at the time, they, they started creating political parties that were resistant to immigrants, like the, the Know Nothing Party and the, you know, the, or this idea of American nativism, which is kind of ironic because... You know, they themselves were technically not native to America, um, but it's like, it's like they this American nativism, right? We were born here, uh, and they there became a lot of Irish um, discrimination, and so because of that, there were like this, you know, the Irish community needed these these celebrations, these um, these cultural things to, I guess, celebrate to tie the community together and things. And some of those were some of the things that you've already said. So that's kind of the backstory to what you've already said with some of the traditions that start to rise yeah. up. And this Irish cultural, you know, heritage where they're trying to reclaim some of their Irish heritage being kind of um, discriminated against, I guess, in the North and, yeah. you know, in these communities. And so that's why, like, you're right. They did It did come out of America, but it came out of a lot of Irish immigrant Americans from America because they were, yeah. again, trying to reclaim some of that irish heritage and um and a big and thing about back, that i read about ireland and everything too is they were really um oral history driven so it was like the history and the myth and the legend was all passed down orally which tend to grow tends to grow over time so that also yeah. himself had a lot of legendary things and even yeah. some things like leprechauns i think that's just some of those things yeah. have celtic origin which were also a type of irish and so some yeah, of the things that St. Patrick was trying to get rid of, but also just ends up being integrated with St. Patrick's Day, uh, right? Because they're so it's kind of ironic Irish, that St. Patrick's Day just ended up kind of morphing into its own thing, given the tradition or the culture that it came out of. So I guess that was yeah. bound to happen. But there was original celebrations. So this is what going back even further to context. So in the ninth and tenth century AD, so a thousand years ago, this is where it kind of 
began people began to observe St. Patrick's Day, and it was a kind of a Roman Catholic feast day. Which again, what's funny is before that it was actually coincided with the day of Lent, which is a day of fasting. And so St. Patrick's Day in honor, it was, yeah. yeah, that's also, that's also another ironic thing because then it goes a day from kind of like fasting to a day of feasting. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's another kind of flipped thing. Yeah. But there was people that celebrated St. Patrick and his legacy back a thousand years ago in Ireland hmm. and other places. He wasn't officially recognized or like became a patron saint of the Catholic church back then, uh, which is kind of interesting, but he was highly celebrated, especially in Irish circles. And yeah. so people wanted to honor his legacy and everything and just kind of hit the impact he made as a missionary to Ireland. Mm-hmm. And so what's interesting there is like, you know, that we have records of them celebrating a thousand years ago. And then that kind of goes into a lot of, you know, Catholic circles, which again, when you have colonization happen, I mean, you have St. Augustine, Florida, which again, the first St. Patrick's Day parade was held here. It says, Oh yeah. I forgot about that in 1601 in a Spanish colony that is now St. Augustine, which we've been to in this pretty cool area. Not the place, oh, yeah. but St. Augustine. And so that's how, again, some of these these things form together by, you have the original St. Patrick's Day, well, you have the originally St. Patrick, his life and legacy, which gets passed down oral history. Then you have days celebrating him and then him being, his legacy being celebrated in Catholic circles, which then yeah. Springs off these different celebrations. You go from a day of fasting to a day of feasting, and then you have colonization with the Spanish, and then later the British, where they, you know, are again turning this day into parades. And then you have the whole discrimination of Irish immigrants later in the north in the 1800s, where then that spurs on this greater trying to claim Irish heritage. Yeah. And so, so kind of they sensationalize these- it. Yeah, so then they're taking legends from St. Patrick's Day, the parade that you know is already happening, other Irish things, and you know that's when it goes spurs on to a lot of some of the Celtic things because we're they're trying to reclaim Irish heritage, which includes yeah. you know Celt you know Celtic face and Celtic yeah. culture, and so and now it's more just a celebration of Ireland than it is about St. Patrick, so they kind of took on yeah. that route and ran with it. So, but today we wanted to recognize St. Patrick. Yes, <laughs> actually and, recognize uh, the person. <laughs> the person where it comes from, and so even though we're wearing, both of us are wearing green today. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you can really see from my lighting; it's not great, but in future episodes, I'll have better lighting. Yeah. But we kind of, you know, the, hopefully that encourages. I mean, I know that encouraged me reading that of like the whole parallel, not only the parallel with Moses and 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 uh, Patrick, you know, but just the idea of like us being a missionary that that should be our desire that even the people that mistreated you. Even the people that you didn't want to go back to, like Moses did not want to go back to Egypt. You know, I'm sure mm-hmm. Patrick, like St. Patrick, when he first, you know, had that encounter, God was probably in the same way. Like, you want me to go back to the people that enslaved me? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like the people that, again, what we were talking about earlier with resistance, people disagreeing yeah. with you, like the the very people that are that maybe discouraging you or against you, resisting you, your message, God can use you to go to those same people to spread the good news, right? And yeah. to reach those people. And so don't get discouraged of resistance. But again, like we talked about with the approved language with our theme verse, and then James, the testing of that faith, this is steadfastness. So yeah. Um, did you have anything else to add? I know we're about 17 minutes over, but we'll, we'll try to wrap it up <laughs> a little soon. But what's some final um, thoughts on all that? As far as like the holiday and everything, um, 
I think we pretty much covered it. The one thing that I just was going to ask, I forgot to ask a second ago, but um, as far as the first St. Patrick's Day or one of the first being celebrated in St. Augustine, you spent, you've lived in Florida longer than I have. I've lived in Florida for uh, 15, 14, 15 years now. I never knew that. I don't know why we never found that out or why no one ever talks about that, but I don't know. (laughs) It's kind of interesting though. St. Augustine is really cool. It's about an hour and a half from where I live. And um, really cool area, great beaches and everything. Uh, I don't know how often you've been there, but um, a couple times, it's nice. really cool place. Yeah, but they, uh, but yeah, I never knew that they did anything with St. Patrick's Day there. Even the times I visited, never seen anything about it, never heard anything about it at this time of year. So I thought that was really interesting. But uh, once they explained how all that worked out, it's like, oh well, yeah, sure, I can buy that. <laughs> yeah, true. Some of the but, some of the comments here to shout out. Say so Buck and Lori say hey. Um, and then, What's up, Lori? And then, uh, you know, humility, amen to some of the things Santa was saying. And then I think this guy, definitely not the Senate. It looks like Emperor Palpatine here. Uh, <laughs> I, ironic, St. Patrick could fast, but not those who celebrated him. <laughs> that is. Let me see. Uh, is that, was that one on YouTube? Yeah, that, one's, that was from YouTube. But. Right, well, um, yeah, I think that's basically all that we wanted to cover today is we wanted to talk about St. Patrick and, and Exodus 3 a little bit. Vision casting. We got a lot of things in the pipeline. Oh, yeah. And Genesis and Exodus series, um, arguments for God existence, debunking atheists. Things. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, death, burial, resurrection, prophecies fulfill, all that Easter stuff coming up starting next week. The next five weeks are going to be awesome. The foundation of our faith, deep stuff. Oh yeah, I'm super excited about. Very especially with this kind of a podcast, that's a good time. We didn't plan it that way, but it ended up being a really good way to launch into the podcast. So yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, so absolutely, so good stuff. We're gonna try to maybe keep it the time down a little. I mean, this is the first episode. We we had a lot of vision casting too. Yeah. Um, we had a little bit of technical difficulties at the beginning, which added yeah, a little bit of time. So next week, things things will continue to get smoother, it'll smooth out, smoother, yeah, smoother and smoother. But uh, yeah, that's that basically concludes. Any final thoughts? Are you you're good? I'm uh, good? I'm pretty much good. Uh, just you know, excited to get going, and you know, the next couple weeks are definitely going to be fun to study, not just to talk about, but to study, and then then have an outlet to talk about it and you know, buff it out, polish it out and, uh, that kind of thing. And yeah, I think it'd be great. Looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm super excited, super excited mm-hmm. for the Easter stuff. That's, I know you can see all the emotion on my face. I am so excited. I cannot even describe. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, well, tune in. I mean, it'll be available on, uh, Spotify and, um, and hopefully Google podcast or Apple podcasts as well pretty soon, maybe tomorrow, maybe tonight. Um, so check that out, whether you're, right. you know, are available on YouTube, Facebook, be sure to like us, subscribe if you want, like the page, yeah. whatever. I mean, we're only one episode in, but any support is good support, yeah. you know. And, and I know this wasn't the best episode, but like I said, we're just getting warmed up. So next week will be better. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, we, you know, this is, this is just um, our conversations bringing it out. So the goal is. A, a long term, like this is a long term thinking yeah. type of thing. This isn't just a spur of the moment thing. We've, we've, mm-hmm. this is a journey of like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, a couple of years. Yeah. Of, like this is all culminated to this point of like this is the right time to start sharing this. So 
This oh, yeah. is long term thinking. Sure. You know, again, years from now will be like doctorate level in this yeah. in this stuff. It's like as we, we grow academically and we learn and stuff, we'll be sharing that with you guys, and you guys will be growing. It's like you guys are just coming, hanging out, having a conversation with us, and we're letting you know what's going on, what we're learning, giving you the lay of the land kind of thing. And yeah. you know, as we learn more, you guys will learn more and get to grow together it's so be great. A spontaneous yeah. group, and that's, that's why also <laughs> that's the thing was, it really had to be some kind of divine inspiration there because i didn't really it didn't put much thought into it like when i was um i was looking just for originally i just had the seth and chandler podcast i knew that wasn't going to be the final name but i was trying to figure out something so i was just i had i went to a logo generating website and put in seth and chandler podcast we're just looking through logos saw a thunderstorm cloud with like the lightning bolts coming out of it and pretty quickly that just was like brainstorm and then i was like eh, what else can we put in with that and then biblical brainstorm it hit me so no, it's perfect like even the definition yeah. and so this is why we don't collude too much before that like we know the topic and we try to talk but we also yeah. want to like not tell each other everything because we want it to be yeah. like the definition says a spontaneous group discussion. Yeah. Like, and it's not that we're making up stuff about the Bible. It's just that we're talking about it spontaneously kind of thing. And that's, you know, yeah. something that's important to clarify. <laughs> like we're both studying individually and then coming yeah. together and it's like comparing notes. We'll, we'll see like, you know, on podcast, like you're joining into our natural conversation. So obviously it's not hundred yeah. percent natural. Cause it's like, we're doing it also streaming it right to you guys but at some level it's also just like you know still a conversation between us and like comparing us to like oh just bouncing back and forth like uh you know what's that game pinball you know yeah like like just bouncing off of each other's ideas and things and it's like oh yeah like i didn't know that or you didn't so yeah you guys are in this journey with us of brainstorming the bible and uh like i said look out for those q a's we got coming up and then you guys really get to be part of it so that'll be fun Yep. All right. Well, I think we'll end it here. I will see you guys next week at 70 p.m. EST and then 6 p.m. my time. uh, P.m. Yeah. And 6 p.m. my time here in Texas. So, yeah, I will see you guys later. Thank you guys for joining us. Yep.